Hello, ladies and gents, and welcome to episode number 28 of the KDH podcast. I'm actually, we've been sat laughing before this. I'm joined by Ryan Leslie, and how are you doing, mate? Very well. Good, man. I'm, I'm sitting laughing because he was saying he was nervous for the podcast. I'm never nervous, and he's made me fucking nervous for it. I'm sat here like, what's going on? So um, the topic today, the podcast, is, again, it's, it's not exactly a fitness podcast, but again, it will be totally relatable to fitness. We'll tie it in. Anything to do with business is, is going to be relatable to life, relatable to anything on your journey. So it's going to relate to every user, anyone that's maybe on a fat loss journey, someone that's maybe on uh, starting up a business, a meal prep company, competitor Ryan. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so starting off, Ryan owns Jimmy's Kitchen. So um, that's a local Airshift meal prep company. He's also started another company, Fried. So you're going to talk a bit about that. Total well. polar opposite. <laughs> and another one that's on the, on the way. Yeah. No, it's that. I'll need to tell you about that one as well. Right, okay. So Ryan's going to give us a wee bit of an insight to his story and what he's doing now. So go for it, mate. You take it. Um, so right now, well, the very start, uh, to start off, I've been brought up in the hospitality industry. My mum and dad have both been in the hospitality industry their full life. I was, when I was born, the first place we lived was in a flat above a restaurant. So I've been brought up in and around food my whole life. And even, you know, my, my dad's mum, she had her B&B and cafes and stuff like that. So it really is, like, in her blood sort of thing. So I started off, um, well, at school, I started off as KP, washing dishes. And the only thing that I was probably really, really good at at school was art. So I was very, I've always been really creative. Um, and basically worked part-time as a KP, washing dishes, then moved on to doing desserts in the place that I worked in whilst I was still at school. And then, you know, worked, kept on working, moving up to actually being a chef in the kitchen. Then, you know, leaving school, wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Thought that chefing wasn't really going to be for me, that I wasn't going to be able to earn enough money doing that. Um, So I went to college to start off with to go and do an art portfolio prep to go to art school because that's what I thought I wanted to do but then I very quickly after about six months realized that's not what I wanted to do then I went and done uh, motorsport design engineering this is so specific (laughs) (laughs) and that was at University Hamilton and it was like a it was the only course in Scotland that that was a one specific course um but again i just i just don't like i don't like like that sort of learning we were talking about this in the last podcast with gordon i feel like you're just forced to go down a route yeah i think no one yeah i mean you're not forced but like it's it's it's, it's, oh you need to you need to go to uni um that i mean when you're at school that is what is drilled into yeah. That you need, like, that's what the, their kind of aim is for you to do. I remember that, like, I wasn't going to uni and I was just sat there. And what was the letters called that you done, that everyone done before uni? It was like an entrance letter. I just yeah. felt as if nobody's even asked about me because I'm not going to uni. I know. So, and, and I, I, would, I didn't have grades good enough to apply straight to uni from school. So that's why I had to do the art portfolio prep if I wanted to go to art school. But following on from the, I was still working part time as a chef. And then, the reason why I went to uni is because I was starting to earn good money as a chef and I was working in a decent place. Um, so I thought, right, I need to, if I want to do something else, I need to get out now because 
I'll just get used to the money and I'll just, it'll just be my career. Which probably, you know, it's not to say that it wouldn't have ended up, but I probably wouldn't be where I, the path I've been down when that happened. Yeah. Um, So then I left uni and then I started working for full time as a chef for a local, you know, well-known brand in Ayrshire who have got a chain of restaurants, well, two, two, two different brands. Um, And... I enjoyed, I really enjoyed working with them. Yeah. Even though it was hard, it was hard graph, you know, working in a kitchen is hard graph, especially if you're working in a busy restaurant. Yeah. You know, you'll be doing, you know, the place that I worked in in the summer, we were doing like 700 covers a day. Do you think that gave you a good work ethic, working in the kitchen? Oh, I definitely. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie, like when I worked in the kitchens, I wasn't the best member of the team because in terms of my work ethic, yes, but I couldn't get up in the morning. See the thing is, see when you're not when you're not in a position where you're optimal, as in like you're not fully stimulated to what you're doing, you're not gonna be optimal. Well, on that point, I basically got to a point, I worked for them for a year. Um and I loved it. I did love it, but I just didn't like the unhealthiness of it, the unsociable hours. Yeah. I mean, what I'm doing now is obviously very unsociable because I'm working so much again. But when you're doing it for yourself, but it's a totally sp- different story. We spoke about this recently, and I said to you, like, the chefs will be des- diet- desiring to work at Jimmy's because it's more of a nine to five. And you said, laughed and said, it's not a nine to five. And I know it isn't, but what I, I mean is, it's not like Saturday night, no, Sunday night, no, 14 hours. No, it's like, not. It's not. It is totally different. Um, but I think uh, leaving, but what I was going to say actually was that. It got to a point where I was working at this place and I actually had to, the manager had to come and have a meeting with me because, basically give me a disciplinary because I kept on being late. Um, but my point was, right, well, I'm working 12, 13, 14 hours a day. I, I have to drive like more than a half an hour to get there. And it's, well, it was actually a bit more than an hour in the morning to get there. So, you know, you're leaving early, early doors in the morning Going and grafting for not a big hourly rate wage, you know, you're not earning great money. You're making money for someone else, which is nothing wrong with that. But for, for me, I just felt, well, this is actually the words that I said to the manager. And I had my notice in my hand. She didn't know that I was handing my notice in. So I took my notice in to hand in. But she didn't know on the day that they were having a meeting with me that I was going to have my notice in. So I let her just have the meeting first. Um, and I, I actually got quite emotional because, you know, obviously people had been saying stuff about me. Mm. Um, but she's, I said, uh, she's like, you know, Ryan, like, what's going on? I says, do you know what it, it is? I said, I'm not being big-handed. I'm not being arrogant. I'm not, I don't think I'm better than anyone else. I says, but I just feel like I'm made for more than doing this. That's exactly what I thought when I left my old job, as in, like, I just didn't feel like, and I think like anyone, there'll be loads of people that are listening right now that are in jobs that they're unhappy. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because of like what we're saying, society, go to university. And I'm not saying that university is a great option. Aye. As in like you're going to you're going to further yourself, you're gonna you're gonna further educate yourself. Yeah. What I'm saying is we're just brought up to do do this, do X, do Y, do Z. People do it. Same with weight loss. People think weight loss. First thing they think is weight watchers, slimming world, and you're like why don't you go and do this? And because yeah. it's not the norm, yeah. people are like, nah, do I do that? Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, you've got people that have been a lifetime member of a fat loss club yeah. that are fucking miserable 
Yeah. And it's the same thing, and it's the same in jobs as well, where... I mean, them businesses, like Slim World, Weight Watchers, yes, it does work, but they've designed it to work so that yeah, you, have to be, you have to be there all the time. I was listening to and that. that's, was that's listening to, their business model. I was listening to a good podcast with Chris Bradley, and he'd done a full series on Slim World, and it was two sides. It wasn't just bash, 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 Aye. Slim World. It was like two sides, but the side was always... Cons, like the, the pros were little, and one of the sort of conclusions that he came up with that was an absolute better was it's good for people who initially want to lose weight, yeah. But you'll quickly outgrow it when you're like, I don't understand how I'm not losing any more body fat, yeah. And the thing is, you've got consultants that work for there that are not qualified, their only qualification is that they've went through a weight loss journey and done the same process that they're now selling to you because yeah. they're, they're, they're a, a, an advocate of it. Uh, but they don't act, like you can get someone that's been a member there for eight years and you're like, how did this fat loss actually work? And they're like, I don't know. But you do see like some people that have done it and you know, like, no, no, fair play, yeah. A lot yeah. of weight and you're like, fair play. Yeah, because it's, it's not like Jimmy's Kitchen, you know, people say, oh, what, like they'll make message page and say, oh, I want to go on a diet. I'm going on a diet. Like, we're not a diet. Yeah. We're not a diet. Yeah. Like, see on, and I was thinking about this earlier before like doing this, like, I would much rather, you know, because I'm from a hospitality background, working in kitchens, working in restaurants as, as a chef, like, I would, when, when we're building recipes for, like, new meals that we're putting on, we'll put it in our nutrition software first. So I'll, I'll put the recipe into that first before cooking it. And if it flags up, like, oh, it's too high in fat or whatever, you know, I wouldn't, like, if it says it's, like, four grams of fat or five grams of fat, I'm not going to completely change the recipe for two, for the sake of two grams of this fat. Is, this is the thing. It's, like, people need to understand that nutrition isn't, like, an exact science that way. Like, no. like eating healthier is just consuming more, like, we were talking about this yesterday with the podcast with uh, Gordon as well, and we were saying consuming healthier food is, like, make, maybe food that's, like, literally going to be optimally more nutritionally dense with yeah. things that doesn't mean that it, like, the calories can still be high yeah like it's just and it's just eating it's better. How much you're eating. yeah and then me and you spoke i used to mean i ryan used to work with me we've done a bit of pt with me and we used to talk a lot about this like even here's a wee funny story as well when i started off as a pt i left the air force and i didn't have a job well i, I, did, I had basically i had to wait i was still getting paid for the air force and i, I couldn't register self-employed so there was a two-week window where i had to work and I worked for Ryan and in the cafe. In the cafe. <laughs> and uh, it was when he was starting up Jimmy's Kitchen. But we spoke a lot during that time, yeah. back and forward, about like the sort of what you're actually trying to do with nutrition. We spoke about it a lot and yeah. like how it's not just like, as you said, it's not a particular diet. No. You're just providing it's just people. normal food. You're providing people with food yeah. that's fresh, it's tasty, uh-huh. it's all calorie counted, it's all macro counted, and they can fit it in insert to diet yeah it's not like a eat this and you will lose no. fat it's like a we are providing you with really really good fresh food yeah however you want that to tailor whether you want it to be a bigger meal because yeah. you're a bigger person or you're a smaller person yeah it's not to do with oh, if i eat less meals and more of whatever yeah. it's, it's just genuinely to do with like you're like giving the people autonomy yeah. you're just fitting it in and yeah. i think people need to understand that it's more of a lifestyle yeah like, it's we are we're we, we provide a solution to people who are health conscious but time poor. Yeah. So people who want to be healthy, they want to have a more healthier... 
going to say die there. <laughs> diet but is, the diet way, is the word that aye, But the it's not the way that people use the word diet aye. or I'm going on a diet. Yeah. Like diet is what you can say. Aye. So, but we are going to, we are thinking about going down the route of packages. So, like, so like for me now, you know, I was training with other personal trainers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, but like the whole My Fitness Pal thing, like, I think My Fitness Pal is a very good tool. Yeah. But it can be you, it can be quite detrimental to people as well. I think it can. I, think, I totally agree. And mine's has been my people have heard this that have tuned into all the podcasts. If you're new to the podcast, I'm a big advocate of tracking. But now when I tell people to track, it's for X time. Yeah. So see if someone has ever never ever like they're, they're literally let's say that you meet i don't know linda that's came to you that's tried every diet been a slimming club member for years and they're like i need to lose fat i've tried everything right most of the time she's probably not being consistent or he he linda and uh <laughs> like you might find that if they've came to you maybe not being consistent so that's probably why they've not succeeded but due to it's a lot of lack of guidance they're paying for all this low tier stuff that's not really educating them mm-hmm. they need to track for at least two weeks to understand the numbers yeah they i think we like understand like because you do hear some person trainers saying oh like like someone say oh you don't need to worry too much about it but that's because they've got a better understanding of cat of what kind yeah. of calories are in certain types of food some people don't have a scooby-doo like my mom didn't even understand that the amount of protein and I hope she's not going to listen to this. <laughs> but like the amount of protein in chicken. So if you've got 100 grams of chicken, doesn't it mean it's 100 grams of protein? Like it's maybe 28 grams of protein. But so like people's knowledge of macros, like they don't have a scoop. Some people yeah. don't have a clue. And I think, yes, my fitness power is great for that. But for myself, like, I don't have time. I can't be bothered tracking. Yeah. I can't be bothered tracking. So right now, for me now, I would probably rather someone say, right, if you want to be at a kind of balance, uh, maintenance level, then eat this. Yeah. Just eat that. And like, so that's what we're trying to get to with Jimmy's Kitchen because I know people want that option. Yeah. I know people want the option of, right, if I know, because we have customers that buy the same thing Every week, and you know, like Sam, Sam Joe, who you yeah. know, um, who you train. Shout out Sam. Uh, shout out to uh, Sam <laughs> Joe joining <laughs> uh, But he is like our best customer. Yeah. Like he's been, he was the very first person to purchase on our website. And he's bought off us pretty much every week for like three years. Yeah. But it worked, like he's busy. He's got his own business. Like he trains and he, it works for him. Like it just works in that sort of, but we've got, you know, people who go in business that might be self-employed, like joiners and all that. We've got people who, you know, might be high level directors of, of businesses, other people that own different types of businesses. But then we also have people that, you know, would just rather the convenience of it, not even like, so it's, it's so widespread. Um, so I think it's just, I think it's making it work for you. 
and it, it's so I mean nutrition's it's so hard like, that's, if anyone is like that's a whole other podcast and I've actually done one it's episode 4 I think it is nutrition why is it so hard that's what it's called, what is that? Yeah, that's what it's called. <laughs> um, so if anyone is listening you want to go and give that a listen to it, it is, it's, it's way more in depth it's a full hour talking about all this stuff so we're uh, not going to go into this right no. now because that's not what today's about mm-hmm. but um, yeah so we're kind of tying back into like where things are now so you spoke about like what was the big jump that made you think of Jimmy's Kitchen Hi, so like I think just you know the manager said to me I said to the manager you know I feel like I've made them wrong and she said well Ryan if that's how you feel go and do it and see ya <laughs> <laughs> like it wasn't that it wasn't that wasn't my attitude I was like I will I will do you know it wasn't like that it was like you know it was someone saying you know would you know what like we we get that we know we know that that you if that's the case go, go and do it do you know what I mean like if, yeah. if you feel like that Go and do it. Do you think that was a big turning point for you? I think, I think, well, that was the start. So, you know, it started where my dad had came up with this idea of colour-coded food storage containers for commercial kitchens and it was reduced cross-contamination and all that. So it was called Tub It Safely. Um, and that's what really, like, so he came up with the idea. I basically ran with it. We got the branding done, the website done. So immediately from starting that, you know, starting, like, dealing with China, getting things manufactured in China, make, dealing with manufacturing processes, how you get things shipped from China. Like, I was straight into that straight away. Like, with no with no experience doing it. And, my, you know, my dad never had any experience doing it either. He was always just, you know, he was a chef. And I think, see, just having to just learn. Yeah. Like, I had to teach myself all of that. My dad was still running his. He had a restaurant until, so he, he couldn't, fully commit to it because he had to deal with that. He had to, you know, he still wanted to run that, but he thought it was an idea that had had legs, which we, you know, it was successful in its own right. Um, but I learned so much from, you know, building websites, selling on Amazon. You know, we got really, I got really successful um, results from selling on Amazon, which could have potentially, you know, I, kept, I could have kept running with that and started to build more on selling on Amazon. But I feel like, one, I wanted to do my own thing. So even though, you know, it was an amazing opportunity that my, my dad gave me to to start that and be a part of it, it wasn't, um, it wasn't my idea. Yeah. It wasn't my idea. Um, and I think all, like, you need to be so passionate and invested in what you're doing or else it's not going to, you're never going to give it a hundred percent ever. Yeah. Um, but at that time, I joined a thing called Entrepreneurial Spark, Entrepreneurial Spark, which was a business accelerator for startup businesses, small businesses that basically helped you. You know, people who maybe did, maybe needed a bit more support um, helped you like take it to accelerate your business to where you wanted to take, to take it. So that was probably the best thing I had ever done because. Yeah. You know, the thing that I said to you ages ago about uh, get comfortable feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. That was their main thing. By the way, that's where, let's see the tagline, get comfortable being uncomfortable. I mean, Ryan said that and I went, I love that. <laughs> um, but it was from Entrepreneurial Spark. Yeah, yeah. So they said, and you know, it, I mean, it's not just them that say it. Loads of people, no, it's, it's used very widely. But the the one thing that we done there was business pitches so like 60 second pitches and you done competitions but i think that that was so important because 
you had to do it. You had to stand up and you had to memorise it. You had to know the full pitch. Say it for 60 seconds. You kind of followed a structure of how you, you know, how you started it and the things you had to say in it. But at, for me, I feel that, you know, it was uncomfortable. But you had to do it because, well, one, if you wanted to win money, because you could win money when you'd done yeah. it. Um, so I won it twice and won money. But I honestly think that that was massive for me as well because you had to get comfortable feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. And, you know, that's what business is like. It's, it's hard, isn't mm-hmm. it? You need to make big decisions. Like I've had a few points like that, and I remember one of the points for me that was, and I, I had like a sort of t- one of the reasons why I'm not fucking massively successful, but I mean, one of the reasons I think I am where I am and doing a podcast, having a social media platform, like being reputable in this area and in the industry and stuff, yep. is because it started off with wee things. Like I remember, just I hate the feeling of not being. 100% autonomous and when I say that I mean like I wouldn't like to be dropped somewhere and not be able to do something and mm-hmm. stand them on two feet and I remember the one of the first times I experienced it was when I got moved to a second unit and old job and it was mission briefing was one of the roles and you had to brief to the air crew the, the daily mission or whatever they were doing flying or that and I remember actually getting the worst overwhelming feeling of anxiety to the point where yeah. I could hardly get a breath in. Uh-huh. And I remember being like, what the fuck is this all about, man? Uh-huh. And I remember just being like, and then I remember another big point was I went and done a parachuting course and I was terrified of heights. And these moments for me were pivotal. And although mm-hmm. at the time I was just a scared person doing something, yeah, it was a, a, a thing that I learned. It was, a, it was all about stepping over a line. Yeah. And once you do that, the line's never as bad. Oh, it's never as bad. And it is the whole get you just getting comfortable. I think you need to consume. I think you need to. I think I read a book recently. It was saying it was either it was either Simon Sinek or the the Five AM Club book. But they said that like entrepreneurs or business people, entrepreneurs live in daily discomfort. Like, and during lockdown when we were trying to grow the business, and you know, I just felt like it was a case of right. It's all in. We need to just go for it. Like, there was times, basically every day, where I felt anxious. But it wasn't It wasn't anxiety. It was just feeling uncomfortable. It was just like, you know, this is, like, because you're taking massive risks. You know, I thought, right, you know, employing more people. And the thing is, you know, we've got a team of me plus seven now. And... When you've got a team, it's not just you. It's not just your life. It's it's all there. Like it's yeah. all there. You're responsible for you know making sure that the business is bringing in enough money to pay everyone, to make sure that they're all okay. Which I will do. Like I will make sure. Um, like I would I would put my, myself in financial risk first to make sure that they're okay. Yeah. And I think like I read another thing recently that said you know businesses that put the numbers before the people put numbers first before people like are just going down a slippery slope because you need you can't build a business without a team i think this is literally the exact same as anyone on a fitness journey is when they start getting hyped on the wrong things see we yeah. just said numbers scaled weight things yeah. like that and you're yeah. like it's like all these these are outcomes yeah i mean like and it's like as you said there yeah the you, out, the, you you'll make the sales and you concentrate focus. on the folk the people and concentrate on the product and concentrate on building the brand. And I think Gordon said that in, in the, you know, the podcast yesterday as well. Like, if you 
just don't worry too much. If you worry too much about the numbers, like, you know, I mean, numbers are important. I'm not saying numbers aren't important. You know, what weight you are yeah. is important. Yeah. But if someone's fucking 20 kilograms <laughs> over 100 kilos, I need to address that. But yeah, like, you know what I mean? I yeah. Think, like, but like, I think the thing with weight is, again, it's probably one for another podcast, but if you aren't savvy in calories exactly. and understanding the movement, then you shouldn't really be weighing yourself because you yeah. don't understand the implications of what you're actually doing. Aye. Whereas if you're someone that's maybe a lot more versed in it, yeah. like myself or a client, I've been training for an extended amount of period of years. Yeah. Yeah, do it, of yeah. course. Like, not you have to. I don't weigh myself, but like I'm just saying like, you need to understand. And I suppose it'd be like giving someone a brand new business and showing them the bank accounts when they're on week one. It wouldn't really make they'd no, be like, holy shit, why exactly. is that pound going out right now? Uh, and I'm saying that and obviously you know we started to about pretty much five years ago. Yeah. And I learned about cash flow, I learned about VAT, I learned about how to, you know, create a gross profit percentage, how you actually work out your margin. So I know in my head where our numbers are the now, and I don't need to worry too much about it on paper, but you know, as you know, I the building the team that now I feel is just the most important but because um, you can't I think that's the next part of scaling up isn't it it's building a team aye and I feel that that is I feel like that's the stage we're on now it's just like we're at another level now and you know just health and you know another the book I'm reading now Simon Sinek I know yeah. you read the start with why one so the one that I read now is called Leaders Eat Last which is like the kind of next yeah. book after it and uh he talks about like in a workplace, you know, you, you need to have like a circle of safety. Like your your team needs to feel safe yeah. at work. Or else they won't want to come to work. If it doesn't feel a safe environment for your team to come there, then they're not gonna want to come to work. So that's one thing that I'm really conscious of now. And that might cost money. Like it might cost money to to make it a safe environment. But you know, do you want it to be a safe environment where your team enjoy coming to work. Like I want work to be fun. I love what I do every single day. Like, and I know that, well, our team that we've got, have been with us a long time and, you know, I feel that we've got a really strong team now, but it's, um, I want it to be enjoyable. I don't want it to be work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I slide so. in. <laughs> 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 well, somebody said that to me. Why don't you make a, put a wee slide in? I was like, <laughs> have you seen the uh, like it's Google or Apple or something man those sleeping pods aye <laughs> I know every day and I'm that's like... <laughs> it's so big like see all the Silicon Valley like uh, Facebook Apple you know it's all about that. that's like the, the big thing now is that's... team and the community and you know welfare and all that I read a good, I read a be similar to your tits, pure reeling off books and all that, man, as if up your bookworms. I'm not even, like, honestly, no. I never read a book until the start of lockdown, but Aye. I do feel that it's oh, like, had a massive impact. Really? I on, think, like, it's like anything, though, like, reading, it only upskills you if you take action on what you're learning. Like, because so many folk, that's something that I've seen a lot of PTs talk about, and it's a good point, like, reading loads of books isn't worth anything unless you're taking action with the information that you're take digesting do you know what I mean like, and so I think the things that you enjoy like you know you, you'll remember the things that you want to remember yeah like you'll read books like I remember I read that uh, what's it called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck I didn't take to that no I didn't either I thought loads of folk I think folk just bum that up because it says fucking it 
<laughs> that's what I think, I think he's I thought think you know what I'm going to put they'll want fucked in front of our books and I'm going to sell loads of them it's a cracking name man uh, and I think like it's like one of those things folk jump on it and it's like they just go yeah. I'm not like it's, it is, it's got great points in it and it's got like one of the points I love and it's something I've actually said to clients it's like if someone put a gun to your head and said run a marathon you would do it like right. see like all the, they, they held a gun and they said they were going to literally take your family away if you that, like, you would do it. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, it's, the, the point of the message is, is, like, the full point of the book is way too many people give way too many fucks about the wrong things. Yeah. And they're not giving fucks about the right things. Uh, it's all about, like, perspective of, like, what you can do and what you can't and what you should be doing yeah. and stuff. It's, it is, it's good, but like, it just didn't suck me in. I think if you are one of them people who do give, who do care too much about things that they shouldn't care that much about, then, yeah, the book's great, but I, I don't. I don't care too much about things. Like, I'll gladly go dressed like... (laughs) 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 No, but I don't, like, you know, there's things that are important, there's things that are not that important, do you know what I mean? And, like, just these days, I think folks just have made too big a deal about minute things, and it's like, like, take a chill pill. This is probably probably piss off, but I think so many folk are hell-bent on football politics and religion and I'm sitting looking at some folk but I'm going man you should be giving a fuck about your health your yeah. health's in a terrible place mm-hmm. and there's people that are like so stressed out about what Nicola Sturgeon said and they're and probably like, so stressed because they've got bad health yeah like, and it's like you're going man go out a walk like go and like put your phone away at nine like you'll feel yeah. better you won't be as angry like and it's like but it's like one of those things when folk talk about eating better you're not going to eating better you're not going to just take a bite out of an apple and feel instantly better <laughs> you're going to it's the compound effect of doing these yeah. things and I think way too many people focus their energies in the wrong places but it goes way again I spoke about this in other podcasts like this we spoke about it at the beginning if you're unhappy in a job it can rub off in so many other areas you can be surrounded by other unhappy people mm-hmm. it's making you a version of them yes yeah. oh that's that's that, a big thing that I really like just if someone, like, you know, they say if you want to be a certain type of person, surround yourself with them type of people. Yeah. And, like, you need to kind of distance yourself with people that aren't like that because, you know, it does rub off on you. And sometimes, you know, when you're in, I feel like right now I'm just kind of a, a, a moment where I'm like, well, you know, I've got a goal. Like, I want to take this business to this certain level. And... You know, that's my main focus right now. Yeah. And I'm not going to let any negative, not negative, because... I know what you mean. But it's, I'm not going to let any outside influences influence it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, if somebody thinks that it's not the right thing, then I don't care. Like, yeah. I'm not going to I'm not gonna get so caught up about it. Like, you need to... I think sometimes you just need to accept that some people, like, just need to, like, just let it go sort of thing. Um, because you're always going to get people that don't agree with what you want to do. I like the, the statement, what is it? What someone else thinks about you is none of your business. Like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, like, true, who yeah. so, so what? Do you know what I mean? I know. What, so what is like, one of the other things you're, you're saying as well, so you started started up Jimmy's Kitchen and it took off for there. Like, what does a typical week look like to you to give people an idea? Like, what the sort of, because you can follow Ryan on um, Instagram, it's just Jimmy's Kitchen. Yeah, Jimmy's not, he's not spelled, his, yeah, Jimmy's, Jimmy's spelled G-Y, so it's spelled as in the gym, so G-Y-M-M-I-E-S, Kitchen. Um, but I like... I don't, I'm quite a messy person. 
Like right. I don't plan. Yeah, yeah. I'm quite messy. <laughs> like I think that's just because I'm creative, and the things that I, you know, like all the branding and stuff like that is something that I've heavily involved in now. That's what I'm. You know, I've, I'm at a point now where I don't even be in the kitchen um, most of the time, and I've employed a head chef now who, you know, is out of this world, and his food is unbelievably good. Um, so like that's taken a massive weight off my shoulders. So right now. You know, when I first started Jimmy's Kitchen, in all honesty, I probably wasn't, like, giving it 100%. I, w- I was, you know, it was my sister, me and my sister, um, that were kind of doing it at the start. And, you know, like, there were some times where, you know, the whole thing, you hear folks saying, like, you're self-sabotaging yourself, which i done a lot. You know, I made, you know, you, sometimes you, you, you might be on a night out, you might be on a Saturday night, and you know, right, I could stay out and I could have a great time <laughs> or I could go to bed because I need to do X, Y and Z in the morning and too often I picked the wrong yeah. choice but now I don't do that yeah. like I'm a totally different I feel like I'm so invested in this now and it's probably because I do have a team who are relying on me do you know what I mean um, and we're all relying on each other but yeah a week a typical week just now I mean we've just launched another kind of takeaway thing just basically based on you know what's going on and to maximize the pain for the unit that we're paying for now you know we're, two days wasn't doing anything the weekend what did we do well we'll start a takeaway and yeah it's the polar opposite of jimmy's kitchen but i, I think but, like, see the thing is this is people do this with like personal training i've had people where they're like going you eat that to me is mm-hmm. like and i'm like Fuck off, man. Like, no, my mom said that eats, last night. Everyone eats food and it's not contradictory at all. And like, some people may think that's, I don't think it's personally, I think it's, it's a lifestyle. It's a, it's a lifestyle. And the thing is, like, if someone's sitting there, that if you're at a personal trainer or you're at a coach that tells you that certain foods are bad, leave them. Yeah. Go to someone you else. Go eat healthy, eat a carrot every day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Eat a green smoothie. Uh, I like, like your greens. Um, but like, no, I'm not saying don't eat your greens. <laughs> <laughs> you need. I always thought about this recently. Saying you need to watch what you say. Uh, podcast because folk must be like Christian said to this. Yeah. Um, no, but what I'm saying is like people need to like they need to get a, the relationship with food is the level of understanding is abysmal. It's yeah. literally to the point where like like demonising foods, labelling foods, it just shouldn't be a thing. Like no. too much anything is not good for you. you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and I think like get it's all about balance, and I'm a big advocate of that. Like have your takeaways at the weekend, yeah. have your things, but make sure that you're, you're aware of your movement, that you're being consistent with regular exercise, that 80% of the time, the majority of the time, you're nailing your nutrition. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like that, that's the, yeah. and I think like, it's not been a, it's it's just a great idea. Like I think it's the, and I, as I've been self-employed for a, coming up four years now, three and a half years, the thing that I've seen is we were talking about it and I was like, it's just branding and the way yeah. I've seen it, whereas a good yeah. few years ago, I wouldn't have seen it as I'd have been like, yeah, oh man, is that not a bigger like, extra thing? And it kind of contradicts that. Yeah. Where I'm like, it's just a really smart. Yeah, so it's, it's food. You know, we've got a kitchen that's got equipment. We've got the capability of doing it. You know, it's still under the, the same, you know, still the same team that's doing it and stuff. But, um, so that's launched and that's, to be honest, it's only been on two weeks and it's been, it's called Fried. <laughs> <laughs> F-R-Y-D. Um, but it's been an instant success, honestly. Like, I can't actually believe how inst- I mean, I know what kind of food. It's Instagrammable food. Aye. Do you know what I mean? And that, in this day and age, 
Instagram is just huge on on that sort of front. But I, you know, now we're also launching another brand, which is going to be a sort of fine dining at home sort of weekend, you know, meal for two sort of thing. Which you know, there's other other brands in the. It's going to be a big. I do think it's going to be the next big thing. It's, sort good, of thing. it's good, man, because like I, I'm not a big, I'm not a cook at all, man. Like I'm yeah. not like I'm, a, I'm a very lazy cook. I said, like I just, I, I'm not someone that lives to eat. I eat to live. Like I love yeah. my food, but I would happily go and pay like that. Like if I was yeah. making me and Ailey a nice dinner, I would 100 percent use fried. No, it's dime box. Now. This <laughs> one's going to be called. <laughs> dime so it's box. Called dime box. Oh, that's a good idea. So dime box, um, and it is going to be more the sort of be the chef at home. So Jimmy's Kitchen is ready meals. Like it's a ready meal in a container that you put in the microwave or put in the oven that's in a single container. But this is going to be more sort of, you know, you pick your starter, you pick your main and, you know, you might have to cook a certain part of it. Um, but it's not like you get all the ingredients and you make it sort of thing. Um, so it is a more done for you experience, but you play it up and you do. Yeah. So you do still feel like you've, made it kind of essentially so this week we've been working on the brand guidelines for that like i came up with the logo the brand and the logo two months ago we're going to launch it this christmas so we're going to be doing christmas dinners uh, like you know christmas like ms sort of style yeah. christmas dinner um and you know came up with the logo and the name two months ago i wanted to make sure that i spent a bit of time on i actually stayed up till two in the morning looking at domain names looking trying different things trying the logos putting on illustrator putting it all together you know I had about six different sort of names but obviously i wanted to make sure that the main name was there for it but i wanted to have something like with jimmy's has been a bit difficult i think when you're choosing a name it needs to be clear like i need to be able to tell you what it's called over the phone and you know so like with Jimmy's, because of the spelling thing, you know, it's, we've had a couple of issues with that. So I wanted to make sure that this was just dime box. Like it, it says what it is in the tin. Yeah. You know, you can search for it and it'll come up. So we've been working on the brand guidelines this week. Uh, and on, I mean, a week to me, it's just, you know, like the chef said to me, he's like, Ryan, like, honestly, see this whole working on a whim sort of thing. Like it's not my, it's not how I work. And I was like, I know it's, I feel that if I didn't just do things when, like, as soon as it comes into my head. But that's how they happen. And exactly. Think, and I think that's, like, a creator mentality. Uh-huh. Like, it's, like, you need to you need to just think of things and do it. Like, that's, like, I produce content every day, and that's where it comes from. Yeah. It's, like, a whim. Like, yeah. you know, like, I'll just be out, and I'll be like, ah, that's a great idea. I have probably been winging it, to be honest, yeah. up until this what, point. Everyone's winging it. Do you know what I mean? But it's, a uh, I just feel like now I'm just like, do you know what? I'm going to, like, got an idea. I need to phone this person, right? I'm going to phone them now. I'm going to phone them now and I'm going to do it. So I don't really have, like, oh, I need to phone this person on this day. Apart from, like, obviously meetings and stuff like that. Like, we'll have Zoom call meetings and have meetings, you know, every week just now with packaging and getting sleeves made and our designers and stuff like that. But I love it, honestly. Like, I, honestly, I, I've been working. I had a day off the other day, which is probably the first day off in about 45 days. And I do start to feel, you know, you do the whole burnout thing. Like I do start to feel tired and my eye actually starts twitching. Yeah. <laughs> see, the thing is, like, that's something that I experienced last year. And I remember going, this isn't right. But I was working such long days where I didn't, I didn't understand managing myself properly. I really started to learn this probably last year when my one-to-one business was just so busy. Yeah. And it was like 
2019, my one-to-one business was like, I wasn't absolutely max, but I was, every week was busy. Like mm-hmm. I would, they're obviously going to go through dips. You know, like it's, it's very rare that you get personal trainers that are absolutely maxed. I've almost recently got to a point where it's like that. Yeah. And it's like three and a half years of solid graft. That's what people need to realise. It's, it's, it's not easy. Yeah. It's I, not easy or everyone would be doing it. That's, that's <laughs> the name of the podcast. But like, one of the things is I learned last year was like, I started to feel super anxious. Like I started to feel yeah. like, like to the point where I was in work and I was going, I feel like I could faint right now. Mm-hmm. Like I was going, I'm working too much. And I go, but I've only done seven sessions. I'm like, you've done seven sessions spread over 12 hours, trained. You've worked six days. You've had 6 a.m. starts, 9 p.m. finishes. Yeah. And I was getting, again, I was getting caught up in the data. Yeah. I was getting caught up because when I started in my gym, the sort of, hierarchy in there, the, all the other PTs, not the hierarchy, but the other PTs were just very much how many sessions you do a week. Yeah. That's the, that was the focus. Yeah. So I was brought into that and I'm not going to sit, like I had, I got a lot of good tips as well, but it was a lot of stuff where I'm like, fuck, why was I listening to that? Like certain mm-hmm. things where it was like, God, that's yeah. really not good for your head. As One in, like, thing that I'd done, uh, I kind of felt the same way kind of not long ago, I was looking too much at competitors. I was looking too yeah. much at what other people were doing. Like to the point where on my Instagram, like see like the top of the Instagram and stories, like normally like the folk at the start of your stories are the ones that you watch the most. It's just meal prep. Aye, just other meal prep companies. And you know, I was comparing myself to people who, you know, might have started a year or two years before we did. So, you know, you would think that yeah, they are gonna be further on than you are. Um and then I started to kind of realize, and it was making me feel, I was just getting so caught up looking at my phone all the time. Right. So I switched off every notification. So all badge, badge icons, all notifications off my phone. I think I'm going to do that. Completely off. So see like all the wee red dots? I don't have any. So see when I, I need know, to look at my I phone. I you could do that. So you can turn them off. Oh, they're going off today, man. So honestly, see when I've done that. And it's not, like there's loads of people that have done it. But see, honestly, when I've done that, it totally changed that massively. And it was actually um, a guy, Frank, who was the, the head enabler on Spark. Spark. He, he, told, he, he told me that he'd done that. And it's like, so see when he needs to, see when he has time to look at his phone for that sort of stuff, that's when he'll look at his phone. So see instead of, it's the whole serotonin thing as well. Like It actually like stimulates you to the point where yeah. you like, I need to, so look, need, at my, I need I, to look at my phone. Because folk want that, that hit of, Dope, I don't know what is it. It's either dopamine or serotonin, one of the two. Both. Um, both. But I see when I done that and I, I blocked the meal prep company. So I don't look at anyone now because I feel like um comparison is the thief of joy. Aye, but it's not only that, like if you're looking at a competitor and you're looking and seeing what they're doing, to maybe get some ideas or just to kind of set yourself against them, you're only ever going to be as good as they are because where are you going to get your own creative juices from? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. how are you going to be able to, like, have your own unique selling point compared to what they're doing? You're not because you're getting so caught up in what they're doing that you can't actually, yeah. you can't actually focus and just carve your own path, which I feel that we are now doing because I've just switched all of them off. Don't look, I mean, I do look at them sometimes, now and then, just to see, like very very rarely now but i just feel that that was a massive massive change for me um in jenna my partner like she she has a mindfulness um based business and she's 
been a massive change in my life, yeah. definitely. Just because she is just day-to-day mindful and it has definitely rubbed off me. Even things like really small things, and I honestly wish I could tell so many folk about this, but see like just letting someone, say like someone's at a T-junction waiting to get out and you're in the car and someone's waiting, see just letting people out, like just doing the small acts of kindness yeah. every day. Yeah. Just being a nice, kind person, like, and doing positive things. Yeah. Like, I used to get massive road rage, but now, like, if I'm late for somewhere, it's my fault. So why are you getting angry about it? Because it's your fault that you're late. So <laughs> there's no point in getting angry about it. It's and, simple, isn't it? I, I'm a bit, like, it's, that's like stoicism. Don't try to control the uncontrollable, but yeah. uncontrollables. And, like, it's something that I've, like, over recent years began to live by more and more. And it's been something that's it's totally just got me through lockdown. Mm-hmm. It happened at the beginning. And I remember when you hear it now, and it was like every other, not every other, but like a big part of the, the fitness industry sank. And I get that they had other people who had, they were new to the business. And I would have been, I would have really struggled at the beginning. But it was like everyone was talking about all these things. And I was sitting going in my head going, there's people going, do you think the gym will be open again in two weeks in March? And I was just going like my head. Not, there's no one looking at every other country. It's in like yeah. entire lockdown and yeah. I remember just going like this like right okay so it's you, you work around what's what, what we've been dealt yeah and I was just watching loads of other people not doing it and I was going god that's a shame because there's so many people that will then have coaches it's just highlighted that are actually not advocating what they should be doing like we're meant to tell yeah. people to be consistent we're meant to tell people yeah. to adapt to overcome and half the industry couldn't do it Morning, I, and, I, couldn't, and I was just like and I, I know like like not everyone could is tech savvy where they can jump on and do things. Yeah. Someone like it, it really taught me that there was way more than just face to face. It was all about actually coaching people. Yeah. And but like what that it taught me so much and I think it's taught so much it's upskilled so many people and so it's like ways. a um flight or fight sort of thing. Yeah. Like are you gonna like let it get the better of you or what you what are you gonna do about it? Aye. You know, you've you you it. can't make money <laughs> the way that you normally made money. So how are you gonna make like, as a business or an entrepreneur, like, I always feel now that when we start doing things, like, I think, right, so so right now, like, me building a team, and in, in this pandemic we're in at the moment, you know, where, like, things can go wrong. And, like, in two days' time, you know, as my dad always says, like, just, there might, there's always a scud missile. Something will happen that you're not expecting that could damage your business or will cost you money or something. And that's just how business works. So now I'm always kind of thinking, like, what's the worst that could happen? To kind of mentally prepare myself for it in case it did happen. So, like, for instance, just like saying, like, you know, if I had to sell my house, which I don't need to, like, I'm not. It's not. It's not like that. But you know, if I if it got to a point in the business where I had to sell my house, like, I've thought about that, just so that if it did happen, then. You know, I've already mentally prepared that, you know, that, that may happen. Like, I think, you know, it's so, having your own business is, is so risky. Like, there's so many risks in, in, that you have to take every day. Um, so I think always having a few steps ahead of knowing, right, well, if this happened, that may happen. If that happens, then this may happen. And always thinking a few steps ahead in that journey so that you, you know, you already know it's coming. Well, that happened. I remember when I started off, one of the PTs, he still works at the gym group, um, Martin Watson. I remember when I was a brand new PT, 
And I was doing the same thought process where I was actually going like that. I remember I said to Martin, like, so I was getting my head around everything. I was asking every PT every question. I remember going, what happened if this gym burned down, Martin? Mm-hmm. I remember when he was looking at me like, he's athlete. Like, what you talking about? And I remember just actually running the things in my head. Yeah. And I remember when I was on service, when that was the 10 hours a week I used to do. A lot of my lead generation was done on service. So when I bought, yeah. got clients and stuff, and I used to think, what do I do when I come off? Uh-huh. And then I started posting social media every day because yeah. I've seen that as another thing. And, and I like I was and I was thinking, what would happen if I had to do this? And it was going back to that thing that I said, I'd never liked knowing that if I couldn't stand on my own two feet in any given situation. Yeah. And I think like that, that's a mindset thing. It's that sort mm-hmm. of like... Oh, it definitely is a mindset thing. Spoke yeah. up, like, and I think like you have to... Like, being self-employed, you have to have savings, you have to have, yeah. have and all these things have happened. It's taught a lot of people that, well, like that was an eye opener and I probably should have done that. And I think oh. that's why I felt quite prepared as yeah. well. Like I was I felt okay for it. Like I said jokingly before I was like I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the hustle again. Like it really, yeah. really made me like go You need to find the solution to the oh, problem. Man, I, I, I love that. Problem like I love that. Like yeah. it was stressful as fuck. But I loved it. I loved that like and then see what was happening again though. And I'm not going like that. Fucking bring it on. Like, mm-hmm. even like, what if the gym shuts? We'll work around it. It's shit. And I'm yeah. not saying like, oh, everyone should just deal with it. I'm yeah, just going, different people are in totally different situations. Because yeah. right there was some businesses that genuinely like, do you know what I mean? Those, those couldn't do anything. They can't do they anything. They were paralyzed, like, I mean? and they couldn't do anything. Um, and we were obviously very lucky that we, as a business, were kind of COVID proof. Um, but I don't think that COVID's affected our business too much like in a negative or positive way um because i feel like we were we were a growing business and you know we were still putting the efforts into the facebook ads that we were going to do anyway um but yeah i mean it's it is unfortunate for the for the businesses that you know couldn't do anything there was no other option like you know businesses that were told to shut and could not do could not operate at all. One of my clients, his partner's family own a soft play aye. that's been shut. Like, and they've never, they've they never had a chance to open. They just cannot open. That, it's aye, just, and it's that sort of business. It's like, you know, but then obviously you could, you know, it's like, well, what else could we use the space for doing? Could we? Could yeah, we, not definitely. You know I mean? Things like that. But yeah. that's, that's, yeah, I know. that's sort of thing. I know. Um, yeah, so coming on to, we spoke a bit about mindset there. Like, what's the, See, I'm, I'm looking at all these different points. We've just we've literally just reeled on here. Probably <laughs> um, so one of the things I was going to say, like, how important do you think investing in yourself is? When I say investing in yourself, where does that lie in your list of priorities? Um, the top now, because like, even though I had worked so many days in a row there, I still make sure I get enough sleep. So whether I stop working at 12 o'clock at night or 10 o'clock at night, I always try and have eight hours sleep because I just feel now that, like I know now that I need eight hours sleep. Like I just need eight hours sleep. And most of the time, I'll actually just wake up like when I've had eight, eight hours. Yeah. Um, and, you know, now I know when I was, why I was so bad at getting up in the morning when I was like 18, 19, because, you know, I thought I'd be able to go to bed at three in the morning and get up at eight in the morning and be able to operate, Aye. which is obviously just not, yeah, it's not going to happen. Um, but I sleep massive. Like that's a big priority. Um, I invested in a digital marketing course at the start of lockdown because I knew that that's where we had to. That was what we needed to take the business to the next level. 
um, digital marketing was going to be the driving force that was going to take our sales to where it's taking them now and hopefully beyond. Um, so I invested you know, money in that course for myself. Um, and yeah, I suppose investing yourself in your business as well. Like you need to be, you need to be living and breathing it. Like you're willing to chuck money at it. And I think like one of the things that I wanted to kind of put that in there, and I know it's not like most folk don't have their own businesses, but when I say invest in yourself, one of the first things Ryan said, he started talking about like prioritizing time to yourself and stuff. And that's like obviously investing more time, yeah. but then like investing more money. A lot of people, like we mentioned it already, there's a lot of things that are what I would class as low tier. So things that are like like a basic gym membership. Mm-hmm. And we spoke about this in the last one. Or going to walk. I've got like, all like yeah, <laughs> like having things like that, all that, but more like actual money when people are investing money into their health yeah. and fitness. And I think now because of all the budget things that are in place, yeah. it's created this barrier where people go, there's something that's a wee bit more expensive and they go, not going to do that because I could do this. And you go, yeah. mm, you shouldn't really compare things like that. And the reason I wanted to say it as well is because like it was something I remember you were talking about recently. Once you do start investing yourself a wee bit more, so if you've got disposable income and it's not even disposable income, I think like that should be prioritized more than a night out. You're gonna feel you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that should, you're gonna feel better for that. Like see if you're like like if someone's willing to spend five hundred pounds a month on nights out, which a lot of people do, yeah, close, they should maybe look at half in that and invest another half into, I don't know, get hired in a coach for their business, hiring a personal trainer, yeah. investing in a course on how to improve their nutrition. But folk are baffled by it because they're like, that's a lot of money. I think like you need to want it. Like, yeah. If you don't want to, if, if you don't really want to have a healthier lifestyle, or you don't really want to, you know, learn more about nutrition, then they're not going to invest in it. But if you really want it, then you need to be willing to invest. Like if you want to be successful, you want to have a nice house, you want to have a nice car, blah, blah, blah then you, like, it's not going to just come to you. And one thing I actually kind of on that was, was on that, that Leaders Eat Last book again, um, they were saying that like nowadays people want to have the fame without like doing the work to get there. So it used to be back in the day, like obviously before social media and all that, like people would be, would have fame and be cel- have the celebrity sort of status for, you know, winning a marathon or, you know, having like you know like say like being an amazing singer or being a, an amazing actor or or whatever or uh you know donating so much money to charity like doing um philanthropic uh events and stuff like that and that would gain you fame because you've been what they called an alpha you know you've been at the top of your game in that thing but now people want to be have you know get the fame first so it's like millenn- have loads of followers on instagram call it the millennial mindset isn't it I like was that that as well and i think it's like people want like i the millennial it's the whole millennial thing. they want it without doing the work yeah um and it's just you never like if you don't want there'll to have a the, healthy lifestyle you're not there'll be the odd case where you see folk where you see like i don't know maybe for one of these guys or girls that are from you know anywhere and they're like got millions of followers but it's because they they look good done up and they're good at taking photos and they yeah. understand like how to just get likes and stuff. Yeah, they yeah. Really get that. But at the same time, it's like you take, I think like people like that, I was talking about this recently to a client, lockdown must have kicked him in the boss, man, because they went, what did I do? Yeah. What is the value? What is the, what is the, what's the sort of, I can't even think of the word. Like, well, I can't do anything right now that I'm getting likes for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? 
and then they start doing home workouts. (laughs) (laughs) Then they start selling home workouts and programs. No, um, like it's, and I think, I think that's a good thing. See, if see if this full lockdown has taught you one thing that is there wasn't enough value in what you were doing in your current life. I think that's a good thing. See if it opens yeah. your eyes up. And went like well, that. I think that's happened to a lot of people. I well, think they've realised, right, wait a minute. You know, people's, people's, um, like, what's the word? Like, lockdown has affected people's, like their own life, how their own life was going to go. I think people who have maybe been working in, like, apparently during lockdown, there was the most businesses started during lockdown ever. Yeah. Like in in this, like how crazy! Like people were obviously realizing that their life was being oh, what's the word? I can't even think. But um, written for them, I by someone else. Like they weren't in control of their own destiny. So that's exactly what I say. They weren't in control of their own destiny. So I think people have realized that they want to take control of their own life. Do you know what I mean? And they and I think that's why there has been so many like small don't, businesses started. Yeah, and don't think I'm being passionizing when I say that, by the way. Like I've, I've had moments, I had a moment the other day, I mentioned in the last podcast where I was just so low because it was like, fuck, I don't have, I feel like I'm just burning the candle at one end right now. Uh-huh. There was no both ends. Like it was just, and I'm not saying that, but what I'm meaning is like, if whatever you've done, say that your life was based around nights out and pictures and aye, Instagram, aye, like, yeah. Maybe the you can't do that right now. You can't do that right now. Maybe it's opened your eyes up. Like, fuck, I should probably do more. You know what? I've seen people that I know that done that. They lived that life, that party life, and I've watched a lot of people. And there's nothing wrong with that. These same people that are now into fitness, they're taking up running, they're doing things, and I'm like, that's fucking. Who would never have done it before? It's amazing. It's amazing, and they're like, you can really tell they've kind of like. And I think this comes down to your identity. A lot of people are scared to go away from what they do because of their identity. Mm-hmm. And I think to kind of um, finish that off there with what we've been saying, the, the full pandemics kind of took folks' identities away from them because that's what they've done. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Things and good and bad ways. You know I mean, if we were saying a business that maybe got literally paralyzed and yeah. that's, well, you know what I mean? It's, it's shit. It's, but I think we're focusing a lot on too much of the negatives and I think a lot of positives. Have, yeah, I just, you, uh, When you speak to any business, almost when I speak to you or you speak to like, uh, when I speak to Gordon yesterday, I know like good, like sort of very, very driven personal trainer. It's such a positive outlook. Like it's yeah. such like a, like a outlook of like, oh, we're going to do this and this is good here. And, yeah. But there's obviously going to be a lot of downs, but I think everything's perspective, isn't it? Yeah. So Tom Hunter said in an interview recently that, so, so Tom Hunter, the kind of, really successfully as an entrepreneur. Um, he said in an interview recently that, you know, this period of time is the perfect sort of environment for entrepreneurs, you know, because entrepreneurs need to be agile, they need to be able to um, pivot to be able to do something else. Like this sort of high intensity, like environment is the right environment for uh, entrepreneurs to be working in. And I think people who, who are true, have that entrepreneurial mindset will use that sort of uh, pressure and and risk to just go right okay let's let's make this happen let's let's do something like let's go against the grain and, and try and like find our, our way out of this um, pandemic that we're in at the moment um, which isn't going to be easy for everyone and I, you know as again we have been kind of fortunate that our business is basically COVID proof but um, yeah, it's, you know, I just, um, I've been working every day, so it's, my day to day has not changed that much, 
obviously not being able to socialise with friends and going out for a drink and stuff like that has has been hard. But um, I think you can only try and focus on what. It's you a big part of what we're all about. On. Like everyone's they're human beings. You need to see other human beings. Yeah, you know what I mean, and I think that's been one of the hardest things, man. Like it's. I've been lucky because like, I've been in a gym and like I've seen my clients and all that. Like we're yeah. obviously, and I've had that exposure there. But for a lot of people, it's been shit in the sense that maybe they've been like a single parent and they've mm-hmm. been on their own and that. So, um, yeah, no, it's 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 taught a lot. It's taught us a lot of lessons, man. And I hope for the good as well, man. I hope it's taught a lot of people a lot of good yeah. things. I think next year is going to be amazing for everyone. Um, or I think we need to just make twenty twenty one as as good as it can be. And as soon as we're out of this. Hmm the pandemic is over then it's going to be amazing I know imagine when you don't you go a day without talking about Covid <laughs> Disney come up and drop in in conversation yeah anyway mate um, to finish off like what's next for Jimmy's Kitchen what's the Jimmy's Kitchen fried dime box what's the what's next well that no more like three <laughs> no more that's no, it <laughs> three, three is enough now uh, you know I think you know Everyone's got ideas and, you know, I always have those ideas, but it's an idea is an idea until you do something with it. Do you know what I mean? And uh, three is enough just now, but it works. It works. It's three is enough because it actually, you know, it's not too laborious. It's not, you know, it works out with the days being in the unit. It's, it actually all works. So, um, yeah, grow, grow Jimmy's Kitchen, see where Fried takes us. Really excited about Dimebox. Um, I think... You know, they've all got massive potential. And, you know, we just want to be better than yesterday. And that's our main thing. Good. I like that, man. I'm stealing that. No, so, guys, I hope you took a lot from that podcast there. It's one of those ones. I'm actually, like, the way that the podcast is going now, I love, like, the topics at the end. I'll be like, I need to do one on nutrition. I need to do one on this. Yeah. And I'm loving that they're just proper. They've always been conversations. But what I mean is they're just reading between the lines yeah. having meaningful conversations about things that folk will be so relatable to. Do you know what I mean? Like already, like yesterday's podcast that got uploaded has literally had like 60 downloads and folk are messaging me saying, even though that wasn't fitness, it was so relatable yeah. to my journey. Like it was like, and I was like, that's I class. think people need that as well. You know, the whole peer-to-peer like relationships of, you know, someone's been through that. Yeah. Well, they've been through that. So, you know, I might be coming up against that challenge or, um, you know, peer-to-peer learning and, taking advice from people I think is very very important yeah opening your mind up to different uh, different ideas and uh, yeah I literally woke up sorry if I sounded sleepy at the beginning I literally woke up for a nap right before this I said I was going to do a load of work but I went out a running thrashed myself from the running just came back and slept <laughs> tried to cuddle my dog but um, right guys so if you have tuned in and you've enjoyed it even if you've not no, you will have enjoyed it um, get it screenshotted and tag both me and Ryan so Jimmy's Kitchen and KDH Personal Training put it on your stories on Instagram and Facebook Anyway, team, catch you in a bit. Goodbye. Cheers.